touch and agree. Father, we touch and agree that Pauline is healed in Jesus' name. We speak over her that, Lord, the doctors have wisdom that your glory and your presence surrounds her and covers, covers her and comforts her. Father, I speak comfort and peace over Nick and Rosemary and over the whole family. We just declare right now that, Lord, Pauline is in your hands. That's your child. That her body must carry the spirit of the Lord around in her spirit. It, it is the, her tent while she's here on this earth. So, Father, we declare total and perfect and complete healing just like we've seen you do it before. We just lift her up before you and ask you to heal her again. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right? She's always smiling. <laughs> amen. All right, so let's do this. Hold it up and let's declare. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He has anointed me to hear and apply His Word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, slap at least three people. Hop out and say it's time to finish strong. You got to finish strong. Amen, amen, amen. Well, 2019 has been a year of tremendous fruitfulness, but now we want to shift. You know, as we just looked over 2019, you know, I'm not saying we should, you know, keep looking back. But, you know, we look over that and we just begin to build upon it. Amen? Amen. We start, we're not starting from where we were in the end of 2018, but we've made great progress this year in our personal lives. You finish class, you know, get ready to go into ministry development this year. Get ready to build on what you've already got. Amen? Amen. All right. So um, we're going to look at the prophetic, the prophetic voice. So let's look number one here as we're closing this out, tremendous fruitfulness. We're getting ready to go into our week number one of next year's vision, which I'm so excited to share with you today. So the prophetic voice. So, you know, how many of you know God doesn't live in time? Amen. God is. His name is I Am. He, he is. He always was. He's the one who was, who is, and is to come. He always was, and he always will be. So he's, he's not, he doesn't live in time, but he carved out time for mankind. And there's seasons and dispensations. God knew exactly when he would send Jesus to the earth. Exactly when he would, he would um, be raised from the dead. All, all the things that God wanted to accomplish in this earth, it's all been set in times and seasons. How many of you know this is an important season? We're pretty special that God chose us. To live in this day, All right. this generation, this millennial generation. We're seeing the beginning of a, a, a new millennia. The first two decades are, are done. Two millennia and two decades since, since Christ's birth, death, burial, and resurrection. Two millennia and two decades down. Amen. So now we're starting into a, another decade. Um, so God has, has carved out time for us and for his purposes in the earth. So number one, God raises up prophetic voices to declare his plans in every season. So he raises up prophetic voices to declare his plans in every season. Amen. Amen. All right. So 2 Peter 1.21 says this in the message. It says it's not something concocted in the human heart. 
But prophecy resulted when the Holy Spirit prompted men and women to speak God's word. So this is not something that I've cooked up in my heart, something I ran and got from the internet and wrote down. This is something that God has spoken to me. I've developed a listening ear over all these years, and I know when God has just said something to me. God spoke three prophetic things to me for this year. And as I look over um, the words that uh, people that I respect, it falls right in line with what the Spirit of God is saying in the earth right now. Amen. Amen. So, um, he raises up a voice. And, th- and I know that my voice has become a voice to declare the plan of God. I've just gotten to the place where I'm able to say that and still feel comfortable. Because I used to say it before, but I, I never really felt real comfortable with it. I believe it. I believe it about myself. You know, you've got to get to the place where you believe yeah. that God wants to use you. Yeah. That God has um, an anointing on your life or something. Amen. Amen. So, Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 says that he himself gave some to the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, normally what you hear is my pastoral voice. Because I'm a pastor. I'm also an evangelist. I have a prophetic. Sometimes I speak prophetically. Um, So I have the five-fold ministry gift inside me. But you mostly hear my pastoral voice. But this morning, I want you to hear the prophetic voice. Amen. So we have to shift ourselves to to hear that way. So if he's giving you pastors and, and prophets... To equip you, listen to what equipping means. Equipping means to supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose. It means to prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. How many of you know you need to get, to get yourself prepared for this year? Amen. Prepare for what God wants to do so you can get in step with it. Amen. How many of you need to just declare, this year is not going to be like last year. It's not going to be like the year before. You know, I'm not going to repeat the same mistakes. I'm not going to have the same lame discipline and the same lame excuses. I'm, I'm done with all that. I'm going to change some things around, you know, and make some uh, make some uh, determinations for what you're going to do. So it means to prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. Edifying means to instruct, improve, coach, or strengthen. All right, number two, the prophetic word challenges us to commit to God on a greater level so God gets glory from our lives. So this prophetic word should challenge you. It should challenge you to be more committed so that as you commit your life further to God, He gets more glory from it. How do you know that's what you're here for? That's why, that's really what your purpose is, not to get up and go to work and come home and get up the next morning and do it all again and then do it all over. That's just being on a hamster wheel. But God has woven real purpose into our daily routines and our daily lives. So it challenges us. We have to be willing to commit. Come on, just wave at me. Wave at God right quick if you're willing to commit to see this come to fulfillment. Amen. All right? The prophetic voice, number three, must be respected. So this is is a holy moment where a prophetic word for this season is about to go forth. So you've got to... You know, shift your heart to say, I'm ready to receive. Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. So God doesn't do anything without revealing someone to declare it in the earth. Because it's got to be declared so that it can happen, right? Message translation says, The fact is, God, the master, does nothing without first telling his prophets the whole story. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe the Lord your God. 
and you shall be established. Believe his what? Prophets and you shall prosper. So you prosper as you believe the prophets. New Living Translation says, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Amen. Amen. So this prophetic word has the power to help you succeed this year. So we're making the point here that you should respect the prophetic voice or the very least, don't put your mouth on it. Come on, come on now. Amen. At the very least, just keep your mouth shut. If you, if you don't get it or you don't understand it or you're not in agreement with it, just don't put your mouth on it, especially not in the church. Don't contaminate the atmosphere. Amen? So the prophetic word always, number one, agrees with the promises of God. So you don't let somebody give you some flaky word that does not line up with the word of God. Everything that I'm going to tell you has got scripture to back it up. So it always agrees with the promises of God. So what he does might be outside the box, but it's never going to be outside the book. It's always going to line up with this word. Amen. All right, so number one, it does what? Agrees with the promises of God. Number two, it activates the power of God. Because how many of you know words are more than just sound? Death and life is in the power of your tongue. You'll have whatsoever you say. So it activates the power of God. When you speak the word of God, it activates it. Why? Because there's enough power in the word of God to bring it to pass. There's enough power in the word of God to bring it to pass. It contains enough power. When you speak it, you'll have whatsoever you say. Death and life is in the power of my tongue. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will go out and accomplish the thing for wherein I sent it. So God is sending the word prophetically today, and it's not going to return void. So it activates the power of God. Ooh, I know I'm preaching good this morning. So the first thing it does what? The second thing, the third thing is it alerts the people of God. So it agrees with the promises of God, it activates the power of God, and it alerts the people of God. So in other words, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going forth, what you're about to hear. Pay attention to it. Watch it. Watch over it. Decide, I'm going to help birth this year, birth this thing. Like last year, God wanted to to, to uh, birth fruitfulness, tremendous fruitfulness in our lives. You cooperated with that. You wore your bracelet. You came to church. You went to class. You got baptized. You know, you cooperated with the being fruitful process. So you're going to have to cooperate with the word this year. You've been alerted, so you got to watch over it. All right, so number one is it does what? Second thing. Third thing. The fourth thing is that it announces the plan of God. So it agrees with the promises, activates the power, alerts the people, and announces the plan of God. Isaiah 43, 18 through 20. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So he's saying here, don't remember the former things. I'm not saying to forget 2019, but I want you to build on it. I want you to hold your ground and take more territory. Hold what you got, but you got to take more territory. Get a mindset that even if some really great things happen in 2019... I'm going to hold what I got, 
and I'm going to take more territory. Amen. I'm going to keep building, and I'm going to keep fighting for God. I'm going to keep declaring what God says. I'm going to stay on track. I'm going to make some new discipline, some new habits. I'm not going to allow my mind to just go anywhere. I'm not going to allow myself to just get all sunk down in stinking thinking. You've got to decide you're going to think your way through 20, uh, 2020. 2020 is a year for thinking. And you've got, to, you've got to purge out and recognize when you're under attack in your mind, those fiery darts. You've got to recognize because, listen, the devil doesn't come around and take you out. He wants to get you to take yourself out. If he can get you to do his job for him, come on now. We're not ignorant of his devices. We know that he comes right here. He's not coming with a pitchfork. He's not coming with a little red suit with a pointy horn. He is coming right in your mind, right in your brain. Fiery darts. So how do we quench the fiery darts? The shield of faith quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then the Bible tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't win this fight in the flesh. It's a spiritual battle. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds. How many of you have some strongholds in your life? You want to pull them down. I'm tired of, of, of making these same mistakes. I'm tired of traumatizing people with my mess. With things that, that have traumatized me from my past, I do not have a right to traumatize people further with it. I have decided I'm going to get some healing in the areas that I've just sort of neatly covered over. I know I ain't the only one, so stop looking at me. You go, Pastor. No, because we can do that. And, and then we just, get on a, we just get on the track going around the same mountain. Say, now, who's ready to break out and get all the way in the promised land? I'm ready to leave all that behind and really make leaps like I've never made in 2019. I'm ready to make the double leap, 2020. Amen? Double portion. But it starts with new disciplines. I have you know, discipline sometimes is not comfortable. And faith is not comfortable. Faith is scary. Stepping out on a word from God when there's nothing. I mean, the Friday before we were having church in here on Sunday, we had no power. And I wasn't even sure if we were going to. We were going to have a nice little candlelight service. That's how it played out. But hey, I was was in faith for the power to come on. But see, that's how faith works. you got to step out. And so you have to break out of all the old stuff. The stuff, you know, make a list. A list that will make you uncomfortable. Make a list of those things and those habits and those things that, that keep you going around the same old mountain. Make a list of them. And say, I'm going to attack this list and I'm going to work on it. And if you don't know what to do, call me. Y'all, I've got my numbers on the back of your notes. Call me. It would make me super happy to be able to give you a plan. Like write your prescription to get out of your mess. Amen. I'm happy to do it. If I had to do it, you got to do it. Amen. I'm still working on me. And this year, I'm going to make double portion All right. advancement. All right. Amen. So come on, y'all. Let's do it. Make yourself a list. New disciplines. New disciplines. New disciplines. Amen. All right. So I'm going to build on last year, but I'm going further. I have a mindset that I'm not satisfied. I want to go further. Amen. Okay. So, let's look at the prophetic word for 2020. Y'all ready? I heard God say three things. And you might think that the first one I've been saying, this is the one that I've really released. If you've been on the prayer call, you've heard it. 
But the first, the first one is plenty and twenty. Plenty and twenty. And I've already told y'all that. But um, I think I think there's something to it. You know, as I began to declare it on the prayer call, man, the spirit of God came upon me. I began to pray over this next year and uh, abundance and supply coming in. You need to declare. It's not just about your supply. It's not just about your money. But it's about every area of your life that you need plenty of wisdom. Yeah. Come on, there's some stuff you need wisdom to walk out a good marriage. Amen. Wisdom to have a great family. You need wisdom to do great on your job. Amen. So, so you need plenty of wisdom. You want plenty of peace. You want plenty of joy. You want plenty of everything you're supposed to have. Where you feel like you've been living on a trickle. Come on. God wants you to have a super abundance overflow of the stuff you need to live this abundant across the board life. Amen. So I heard him say plenty in 20. And it's double because it's 2020. So you can say plenty, plenty in 2020. <laughs> I like that. Double. How many of you can release your faith for double? More, du double more than, of anything you've ever seen before. Plenty of grace. Plenty of the power of God. The anointing of God. The favor of God. Plenty. Amen. The grace of God on your life. He's, where it's the, the grace that he's poured out on us. And look at this. Zechariah 4, 7 through 9. This scripture kept coming to my heart. Who are you, oh great mountain? The things we want to get over and do better. Who are you? You need to talk to your mountains. And tell them, who do you think you are? Get out of my way. You have to be persistent. A mountain doesn't go down easy. Amen. You've got to keep talking to it. But over now, before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So we're saying plenty, plenty in 2020. He's saying right here, with shouts of grace, grace. Some things that you started that you never finished. This is something that, that Zerubbabel had started but he hadn't finished. So he says he'll bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace. Double portion grace. Grace, grace. Come on. So begin to declare that over your life. Double, double. Amen? Amen. I declare double. I declare plenty. Yes, I declare your grace. Plenty. Amen. Begin to say it and say it. Say it twice. Amen? Amen. So he says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Amen. The one who's begun a good work in you will finish it until the day of Christ. Just keep showing up, God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, it says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. How many of you believe the power of Christ rests upon you for this year? Amen. For whatever comes this year, whatever it may bring, the power of Christ rests on me. And what did we say that was last week? The government that will be upon his shoulders? The power to prevail. The power of Christ is the power to prevail. Amen. So the power of Christ rests upon us. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. For every weakness that you'll face this year, there's a strength that comes from God that'll get you over that mountain, that'll walk you through that valley, that'll make you not afraid right in the face of death. I'm telling you, He's going to walk you through it this year. Hallelujah. Zechariah 9, 12 says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. I love that right there. You prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double, double to you. 
So you have a right. You can find it in the word. You have the right to declare. I declare double for everything that's been stolen from my life. Everything that's been ripped away. Everything that's, that, that, that was so unfair. I declare double portion return. Why? Because that's the kind of God that he is. Amen. He can bless you so much you forget somebody's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45, 1 through 2 says, Thus says the Lord to his anointed. Now here he's talking to Cyrus, but you know what? You're his anointed as well. So you could cross out Cyrus right there. You could put your name. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and to loose the armors of kings, to go before him, to, to, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze, and bronze means judgment, even gates that were shut in your face because of unfair judgment. People with prejudice and people with just with what, whatever reason. Because people sometimes get some power and they start to trip. And that they'll shut a door just because they got some power. God says, I'll go before you and I will break those gates wide open for you. Come on, not even your record. You know, if you want to talk about people who had a record that God still used, let's talk about Moses. He was a murderer. Amen. And God still chose him to go and be. Saul was a murderer. God still used him. He became Paul and wrote most of the, the New Testament. Hallelujah. So you don't let anything in your background hold you back. You know that the God who loves you and holds your hand and who has anointed you is going to go before you and make the crooked places straight and break every gate, every door that's been shut in your face. I declare those doors are open this year. Amen. He says, and, and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord your God, the, I, the Lord, who called you by your name, am the God of Israel. Amen. Wow. So the first thing God said was what? Thank you. Let's get it right. Plenty, plenty in 2020. Amen. All right. So number two. Number two. And this, I'm very excited about this, but God said, this would be the year of glorifying God. Amen. It's the year of his glory. This was during the prayer call that God spoke to my heart prophetically while I was praying that this would be the year of his glory. That we would glorify him with our lives, but God's going to do some things that we can't get no credit for. All right, this on. is a year where God is going to show his glory. His glory will be seen upon us. His word says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's like it's already a done deal. He's going to glorify himself this year. So if we're going to glorify him with our lives, what does that mean? Glory means to honor and to magnify. Psalm 34, 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So the major push for this year is going to be glorifying God with my life. How can God get glory? So we've gone from being fruitful to giving God glory. And God says, by the, he says in his word, by this my father is glorified. That you bear much fruit. And so we're going to glorify him at another level with our lives. Amen. I mean, you're ready to do that. Just wait at it. Are you ready to glorify? Let him get some glory from this life. Amen. All right. Then number three. And this was very, very exciting. I was leaving my, my prayer closet 
after prayer time, after in the morning um, when I do prayer call, as I got ready to leave um, my prayer room, as I opened the door, I heard the Spirit of God say, trust the anointing. Trust the anointing. Well, if God's going to get glory, if He's going to be glorified, then we have to believe that we are anointed. That He has anointed my life for Him to be glorified. How many of you believe that God has anointed your life? Amen. To glorify Him. So, trust Him. He said, trust the anointing. So the anointing is always linked together in Scripture with the lost being saved. Isaiah 10, 27, it says, And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. If you read all up above before that, it's talking about people coming, um, uh, coming to God. But the yoke will be destroyed. The yoke, the bondage of people, people in bondage, is destroyed by the anointing. Amen? Amen. Luke 4, 18-19, Jesus stood up and, and, and spoke, read Isaiah, and I like to say he preached Isaiah's message. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has, what? Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the year of his favor. This is the year of his glory. Amen. So, it's about souls. This glory and this, this God glorifying himself. It's about souls. Amen. The anointing. Trust the anointing of God that is on your life for the miraculous and for winning the lost. Amen. Now, this is what Bishop Hilliard, this was the, the prophetic word that Bishop Hilliard received. And it's so cool because this falls right in line with the three things that God spoke to me. He said, in the coming days, there'll be revelation on the release of my power to save, deliver, and prosper. This will cause my glory to be seen. Did y'all hear that? She's having too good of a time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. So he said, this will cause my Lord to be seen. In the coming days, there will be revelation. Write that word down. Revelation. 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 There will be revelation. So in other words, God's going to drop this in our spirit. A revelation of his power to save, deliver, and prosper. To save, deliver, and prosper. For people to be saved, people to be delivered, and for people's lives to begin to prosper. Amen. So he said, this will cause my glory to be seen. And, and, and he said, it will not be through human pride. The glory of God will be manifest. Right in line with what God told me. The glory of God will be manifest. There will be a return of the prodigals because of much prayer. And we've been praying for the prophets. We pray for the lost every day on the prayer call. Every day. Is, and do I believe God will do it just because we prayed? Yes, I do. Yes, I believe that there's that much power in our prayer. He says, and I will cause a revival of prayer and a resurgence of repentance. The Holy Spirit has been brooding over the lost and the slothful because of your prayers. And you will witness many transformed lives. This is the season of rebuilding the prodigals. Yes, I'm sending back the prodigals, those who have left me. Be humble. 
and willing to receive them and make a place for them in the house. It will be a test of your love for me through them. Amen. So we have to love people that may have even left the church years ago, months ago, and even, you know, if they put their mouth on us, we don't really have any problem with that. And if we do, I'm not aware of it. God just protects me from it. Amen. Hallelujah. But if they were to send back some that I knew from years ago, man, I'd throw my arms open and welcome them in. And you know what? Um, restore them to their position. What their gifts and talents are, we, people need to be restored. That's what happened to the prodigal, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he, took, he took his money, his dad's money, went off to do his own thing. And when he spent all the money, he found himself in the hog trough, feeding hogs. And when he was feeding the hogs, began to look good, good to him. And he said, what am I doing? In my father's house, even the servants have plenty enough to eat. And he came to himself in that moment. He said, I will arise and go to my father. And the father wasn't at home, kicked back, not worried about it. The father was, saw him a long way off and ran towards him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he said, bring a robe and a ring. For my son is home. He was dead, but he's alive again. So he restored him to his position. Kill the fatted calf. It's time to party. My son is home. The other son was like, you know, so be careful. Watch your attitude when other people come in. Watch your attitude. The other son was like, seriously? We're killing the fatted calf? Oh, that's great. He went off and spent off all your money, found himself, you know, partying and, and hoeing around and all that stuff. And now he is, and now here here he is back. And, and you never even gave me a goat so I could have a party with my friends, Dad. Really, really, what's this all about? And, and you know the father said, "Look, you've been with me the whole time, but he was dead and he's alive again. God is doing a, a supernatural restoration of the prodigals. People who have left have walked away from him, not just us, but from him. And he's turning around. Why? Because we pray." The Holy Spirit's been brooding over them because of our prayers. And we're about to see the manifestation of our prayers. So you've got to have your heart right. And don't get all swole up when we restore people to their positions. Amen. So expect strategic visions and dreams and unexpected ways to reach the lost. Amen, Joshua. Did you hear that? Expect strategic visions and dreams and unexpected ways to reach the lost. God says, fear not. Obey my plan, then you will recover all in a double measure. All right. So this is your double measure. People being restored, coming into the kingdom. Get ready for God to add folks to this church. Come on, Get ready. Yeah. Do not allow your faith to slip in acts of terror. Declare Psalm 91 over yourselves. Your worship will prepare you for the coming battle. So we need to be in worship. Worshiping God, making him bigger than anything that could ever come against us. He said, and don't allow the voice of terror to be louder than the voice of your faith. So things that we may hear, whatever it is that would cause terror in our hearts, we, okay, but we don't allow it to be louder than the voice of our faith. Our voice, our our voice has, of faith has the power to to tear it all back down. Amen? Amen? So this is the time to expand ministry and expect unusual kingdom advancements. Run, run, run to the sound of the radical kingdom voices. In this season, you will experience my presence so much that even the heathen will acknowledge and declare the Lord's power and glory. Wow. Even the heathen are going to say, wow, there is really a God. And then I got an email from Sid Roth. Evidently, I'm on Sid Roth. I did Supernatural. Um, I'm on his mailing list. And I got an email from him, and he said this. This coming year, there will be more souls won. 
more miracles, and more glory than the world has ever witnessed. All right. right in line with what the Lord told me. He said, may 2020 be your year of greater glory. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so number three, let's quickly look at these things to respond to the prophetic voice. And now we've prepared for it. We've heard it. Now, how do we respond to it? So how we respond is vitally important because um, his will comes to pass in the earth because we are faith partners with God. We have to grab a hold of this and, and bring it to pass with our faith. Amen? All right, Psalm 115, 16 in the message translation, the heaven of heavens is for God, but he put us in charge of the earth. Amen. Amen. We're in charge of the earth when we receive the spiritual, the word from the Lord. Now it's up to us to speak it and walk it out. So number one thing that we respond with is, is purpose. It is our, our very purpose and reason that we take hold of this prophetic word is to glorify God with our life. It's our very purpose. And we agree with him for his glory to be manifest. Amen. Are y'all in agreement with that? That that's Amen. your purpose this year? That the glory of God would be manifest. That means that we're praying about it. That we're on the prayer call declaring the glory of God manifest. We've been declaring it already. Last year we began declaring it. July? August? We began declaring over this sanctuary that it would be finished, filled, and full of the glory of the Lord. Amen. We began saying it last year. And so we're, st we're still declaring it. That's our purpose. John 12, 27 through 28. Jesus said this. For this purpose, I came to this hour. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Yes. For the purposes of God, we made it to this hour. Some people did not make it. Some people are in the hospital fighting for their lives right now. We made it. We made it to get up this morning, to wake up, to come to church, to sit here, to hear this word. We made it. Amen. 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 He said, for this purpose, I made it to this hour. Our kingdom is our Father. Do what? Glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. What if he's talking about now? And we'll glorify it again. What if he's talking about right now, you and me, since this is the year of the greater glory of God? Amen? What if that word is for now? Amen. I believe that it is in Jesus' name. So it's our purpose to do that. Jesus knew that it was for his purpose that he'd come to that hour, the hour of sacrifice, the hour of dying, the hour where it's all here on the line. What if that's the day we're living in? It's all on the line and it's up to us. In Jesus' day, it was all on the line and it was up to him. But what if it's it's the day, it's the season, it's the time, of the, of the appearing of the Lord, and it's all on the line, and it's up to us. You've got to have a deep sense of purpose that you have to walk this out. I can't have snap-a-tooth, um, um, uh, uh, you know, church, uh, what, being in church? like here one, you know, one week and miss two weeks and then come one week and then miss three weeks and then, you know, make it three times in a row and then miss two more. You know, you're missing out. Amen. Amen. you got to be here on time every time. Amen. Be here to get the prophetic word. Be here to get to get what it is that's going forth. Amen. This ain't no time to be laid out of church. All right. So number first thing you got to do is believe it's your purpose and walk it out like it's purpose. Amen. Then number two, believe. Believe. So you've got to believe it. And so you've got to build your faith in these areas. 
Build your faith in glorifying God. Begin to build your faith. Romans 10, 17 says, how does faith come to us? Hearing. By hearing and hearing by the word. Don't say it comes by hearing. Because I know it comes by hearing by the word of God. And God. You say it every week, I tell it. Yawn. No. Faith comes by hearing. It's not going to come any other way. God hasn't changed his mind this year. You've got to be hearing the word of God. And you need to be hearing the word of God concerning these things. Amen. You know, I want you to go home and look stuff up. I want you to go home and research yourself. I want you to come here and say, Pastor, I've been thinking about this vision. I've been thinking about this year. Talk to me about this, this, this. You know how happy that would make me as your pastor? To know that you didn't just throw your note sheet in the floorboard and you go wipe your feet on it on your way back next week. In case they ain't missed, that whole me. No, but I want you to look some stuff up. See what this means. Do your own study. Amen. Come and tell me something I didn't know. I'll, I'll get to dance with you. Amen. All right. <laughs> Can't you do it again? <laughs> All right. And then number three, the third thing we got to do. So what was the first thing? Second thing? Third thing is agree and decree. Agree and decree. So I, I'm, I'm taking it on as my purpose. I, I've got the realization and the revelation is my purpose. I'm choosing to believe. I'm going to hear from God. Um, I'm going to hear his word on a regular basis so that faith comes to me concerning this. And then I'm going to get in agreement with it. I position myself in faith to agree with what God has said. That this will be the year where he'll get more glory than he's ever gotten before in the earth. That even the heathen are going to say, my God, God is real. I better go on and get saved. Amen. The people are going to, even the heathen, even the heathen are going to say it. Hallelujah. So I agree with it. And then it doesn't happen. Faith is released by the words of your mouth. By the words of your mouth. So you've got to decree it. So we have to set ourselves in agreement. And we have what we say. You know, when, when Elijah got ready to believe God for rain on a perfectly clear day, he shut his eyes and put his head between his knees. And he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Yes. And he sent somebody to go look. Seven times. And it came back every time. There ain't no, ain't no wind and sunshine about bro. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. The vision was for rain. Go look. He didn't even open his eyes. The guy came back. Still no rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He sent him again. He comes back. Ain't nothing left there, Doc. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He said it. So many things he said it seven times. So finally, the seventh time he said, I'm tired of running, but this time it's not much there. It's just a cloud the size of a man's hand. Whew, Elijah knew. Here it comes. I break me up a rainstorm. And he got up and, and it rained so much that it was a gully washer. Amen. So you got to declare, no matter what you see, even if you don't see any sense realm evidence, we still declare this place is finished. And it is, it is filled, and it is full of His glory, filled with people, and it's full of the glory of God. We're still continuing to say that this year. Amen? Say it with me. It's finished, it's filled with people, and it's full of the glory of God. Hallelujah. James 3, 2 through 4. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man. In perfect control of life, the Amplified said. You can get your mouth right, you can get your life right. 
able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they're turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. So get a hold of your words and get a hold of this year. Steer it the way you want it to go. Yes. Don't just be like, you know, you're just moved by every wind of doctrine. You're just like a wave tossed in on the sea. In case of all, whichever way we end up. Like I am just on my inner tube, floating around. No, set a sail and start rowing. Amen. I'm rowing in a certain direction. Hallelujah. All right, so number one is... Perfect. Number two, Please. number three, Please. agree and decree. Number four, expect, yes. expect. So as I'm agreeing and decreeing, you know, Elijah had to be expecting or he wouldn't have kept sending somebody to go look. To go look for rain. He had to be expecting the rain. Even though he wasn't looking, he was expecting. So keep staying expectation. Live in expectation of these things coming about. What is expectation? It's a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case in the future. So God gets the glory when we're blessed and uh, and when we bless others. So my life's purpose is to glorify God with it. So I'm in expectation of God getting some glory out of my life. So how do I condition myself to, glory, to glorify God? Number five is through prayer. I had several things I was going to share with you, but it would be too much. I'm already over time, so let's just end with prayer. It says we're making a huge emphasis this year on prayer. Some of the territory and some of the changes we want to see this year is going to come because we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's why I encourage you on even before day one gets here. Get on the prayer call. Get on the prayer call. Amen. Get on the prayer call. You don't have to get on there every day. But make it, you know, get on there at least two or three times a week. But you ought to try to get on there every day. Can I get somebody to just just declare what a blessing it is to get on there every day? Yeah, somebody who's on there every day. It's a blessing. Why is it a blessing? Joshua, stand up and, and preach right quick. It's a blessing because it's, it's good to know that we're all coming together every morning for the people that stand in the gap, for the people that are not on prayer call, for the people that have needs. I mean, it's just an awesome feeling to know because our prayers, they go a long way. And they do. And that's where God works is when we come yes. together and we stand in agreement with each other, that's where God works. And it's such a blessing to have Pastor Sally do that. And... I had to own a pastor, like Pastor Sally, to do that All right, every man. morning. Gratefully. Hallelujah. Telling everybody how much she loves us. Amen. And it's such a blessing. And y'all need to experience it every day. Every day. Not just a couple of days. Come on, God. Yeah. Come on and preach. So I'm here every day. We're in the power and the presence of God every day. So I say every day. Get on the prayer call. Don't be lazy. Get up. Amen. All right. Good. I like that last word. All right. Now I'm going to take my church back right quick. <laughs> Good job, though. No, but listen. There are times when the power and presence of God breaks out. Come on. And, and God, be, you know, begin to prophesy and begin to, you know, speak those things. And like God, and tongues switch and God begins to just go forth. You know, it doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. So, you know, you, you want to experience those things. Amen. So prayer is a is a is a huge part of that. First Corinthians two, nine through twelve. Listen, God's got some things you haven't seen. He's got some things you ain't heard of. Some things that haven't even entered in on your radar for this year. You Kenta didn't have Tamar on his radar in January one, two thousand eighteen, did you, Kiki? Yeah, did. Was she on the radar? 
She was a blip. She was a blip on the radar, but
from from Jesus or from an angel, Lord, if you send someone to talk to us, Lord, we're believing at that kind of a level. We, we, that we won't be afraid. Help us, Lord, to accept and not be afraid. For these things that you're going to do are going to be out of the box. They will be different. They will be on another level. So, Lord, adjust us. Prepare us. Help us to prepare ourselves to receive it. And we want it in its fullness, God. We don't want one thing left out. Not one thing. We want it in its fullness and we receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. Not right with God, but I want to be right with God. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me, Pastor Sally? Yes, I will. I'll pray for you. I'll lead you in a very simple prayer. You mean it in your heart. God will change your life. He will erase your sins. He'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. You'll become a child of the living God. So just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes on purpose. And sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I ask you to forgive me. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. And I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus, come into my heart and into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, look at me. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, you just got to let somebody know if you would fill out your connection card and on the back put a big check mark there where it says, I choose Jesus as the Lord of my life. Then you're going to take it to the back and you're going to turn it into Miss Brittany and she has some more information for you. If you have not yet been baptized and want to be baptized, go on our Acceleration Church app and sign up for baptism. Amen. All right. Well, it's offering time. Well, let's, let's get ready to give to God. Y'all ready to give? Amen. Does everyone have the Acceleration Church app? Yeah.